Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Talking Crack Podcast. I am the KOC. I'm here with the lovely Eileen BTS. What's going on, Eileen? <laughs> Not much, Doctor. How are you doing? Episode 16. <laughs> yeah, can you are. believe it? After taking a week off, we're back. Uh-huh. We just a, needed to refresh a little. We need a refresh. I think we were <laughs> waiting to talk about the stuff we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think we overwhelmed ourselves with the amount of topics we came up with last week. Yeah, I think we had so much on there. It's crazy. I was sitting uh, looking at the notes and I was like, oh my gosh, we're really all over the place. We're really like all over the spectrum here. Well, I think the main topics we're going to talk about, I, I wanted it to develop a little bit more before we talked about it just mm-hmm. to get a little bit more background on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of honing how, in on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll hone in. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so doctor, I know this is very much at the forefront with the Olympics being, um, you know, worldwide. Simone. Um, yeah, that's it. That's what I was going to bring up. What are your thoughts on her and kind of like the, the I would say like her timeline here at the Olympics yeah, and what's so, been going on? So Simone has been the major story before and during the Olympics, right? Before mm-hmm. her being the self-proclaimed GOAT. And the proclaimed goat of gymnastics, you know, being one of the greatest to ever do it. And then having to drop out due to mental issues Mm -hmm. uh, or mental illness during the Olympics was such a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And the reaction that she was getting was just all over the place. It's been a roller coaster ride. It really has. Um, I remember when it first happened, you know, we both came to work and we were like, did oh you hear God. this? Did you like, we were like so ready because we're, you know, we're yeah, both huge fans yeah. of her and we were definitely looking forward to watching her compete. Yeah. Um, but hearing something like that, that she took time for herself and thought mm-hmm. of her and put herself first, sure. honestly made me very happy for her. Yeah. Um, as someone who not necessarily has been in a position like hers, yeah. but as someone who values mental health, sure. I congratulate her and I think she yeah. made the best choice for herself. Yeah, you don't see that very often in sports, mm-hmm. especially from someone who's one of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up as an athlete, you're never taught to quit. Quitting yeah. is not something you do. Mm-hmm. What I think people fail to realize is mental health issues, is it something that someone can control it can come on at any time Mm -hmm. certain triggers can cause her to have these issues Mm -hmm. and people have to kind of take a step back and and think about what somebody's going through before they start Mm -hmm. really judging a person right exactly now the way i looked at is i've had issues where i've had her type of situation where panic Mm -hmm. attacks come on mental you know you know anxiety you know things like that come on and you are really in a state of total loss like you cannot function mm-hmm. if your mind is not there you can't really participate in those type of sports and i think she really had to take a step back and mm-hmm. and really like reevaluate what she's doing mm-hmm. and what i think people fail to realize is that to her was the same thing as someone who 
had broken their leg or sprained their ankle yeah. or something like that. That was the type of injury mm-hmm. she had during the Olympics. And I think people didn't take it that way because it's a health mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how it should have been perceived, like mm-hmm. an injury that she is no longer able to compete with. And I think that's mm-hmm. where people kind of drop the ball. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree. I still feel that as a society, we are kind of still a little bit ignorant sure. um, when it comes to mental health because sure. they don't perceive it as something that you can physically see. Exactly. So some people still to this day even believe that mental health isn't real and that mental health is necessary. So I feel that her doing so has completely opened a whole new portal to help start teaching what meant like what the proper mental health exactly. and what, meant what it should be yeah because in reality we really shouldn't be judging someone sure. because like you said we don't know what she was going through exactly. and just recently we did found find out some news mm-hmm. that she decided to reveal which is essentially that her aunt had passed away yeah um yeah. this past sunday that's yeah that's yeah. a big one yeah mm-hmm. so and she said it was suddenly mm-hmm. that she did pass away so um a big deal for her and her family for because sure. she was a, she did state that it was yeah. a close family member, and she's so. across the country not, mm-hmm. or across the world not able to be there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it must have been tough now i remember you know the day or the morning that we found out she dropped out of competition right mm-hmm. there was a big oh she must be injured what's going on is she going to compete is she not but as soon as i got home and watched the actual olympics and mm-hmm. them like the footage of the event and the vault that she was doing, yeah. it was written all over her face from yeah. her mouthing um, to saying things like, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not there. I don't mm-hmm. know if I could do this. Her yeah. mouthing, those kind of things. And just seeing the look on her face yeah. was the same look I get when those episodes come on. Yeah. And it is not fun. It's very debilitating. Yeah. It's, it's, you really can't focus on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, she was at least strong enough to attempt the vault. Yeah. And then during the vault, she kind of got lost in the air and luckily by the grace of God found her footing and landed. Yeah. But that could have been a catastrophic issue for her if she would have not been able to land that. That's very true. Um, That's crazy because as you're saying this, I'm like just thinking back, I'm like, oh, I know people who suffer from anxiety and it is a really debilitating. Yeah. And I'm even getting a little watery eyed because it's very true. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, it's crazy because you can see it exactly in her face. I think mm-hmm. you and I were watching a video where she, where you and I were like, wow, this is, yeah. it's affecting her to the point where you can see it in her you face. You can see it in her face. You really can. And it's, people who've gone yeah. through it can see it. They you can, can see it and feel yeah. it. I mm-hmm. felt it. I felt what she was going through. Yeah, exactly. And so, I've never been on that stage with mm-hmm. that much attention with too. Exactly. Yeah. That many eyes and so many people judging her in every, mm-hmm. in every aspect sure, of her life Sure. to the point where I think I was reading someone said, is she still on her ADHD meds? Is she mm-hmm. off of them? Where mm-hmm. she had to come out and say, I haven't taken my ADHD sure. meds since 2017. Yeah. So for someone to be judging her on these exactly. little things, or not little exactly. things, but these kind of issues, yeah. I really feel like it's unfair, especially sure. when you're someone who's never, ever been in a position like she sure. has. Yeah, I mean, the thing that people don't realize is mm-hmm. Olympic events like gymnastics or track and field, swimming, these athletes only get one shot. Yeah. It's not like a LeBron James or a Roger Federer or somebody who's one of the greatest of their sport where they mess up a few times, but they can kind of recover and continue. They only get one shot. It's the equivalent Mm -hmm. of LeBron game seven Mm -hmm. hitting a buzzer beater every time he's out on the court. That's That's the equivalent of what Simone Biles is doing. That is true. And if she's not mentally there... Mm -hmm she's not going to compete because the risk of injury of all the things that she does is very scary because she does some things that 
some of the other athletes cannot even attempt. Yeah. And then in it, like now that you're bringing that up, she had been kind of like essentially banned from doing specific. Yeah. They moves. scaled her back. Yeah, they did. They had to hold her back because she's so advanced mm -hmm. and essentially saying the committee was saying you can't compete with these moves because it's too dangerous for to the sense that other people others try what may want to yeah. attempt to do it and sure. injure themselves exactly which is i mean again mind-boggling in yeah. a sense because you're on a stage and platform yeah. where you're the best in the yeah. world you're going to yeah. bring your a game she brought it and, and for them to silence or stop her from doing that is you know it's crazy. And mm -hmm. I remember her talking about how when she was younger, mm -hmm. she was a lot more fearless. Yeah. She could do these things mm -hmm. without worrying if she's going to hurt herself. I think mm -hmm. now that she's what, like 24, 25 yeah, years 24. old, you know, you start to realize, okay, that was a little dangerous. That was a little scary. You kind of yeah. get scared of the things <laughs> that you're able to do as a kid. Yeah. And you really don't do those things anymore. And no. not to mention the sexual assault that she went through yeah. as a child, like, she had a lot riding on her shoulders. The very, entire very Olympics was on Simone Biles' shoulder. She was the face of the Olympics for the U.S. I'm not sure how it was for other countries. Yeah. But she was the face of the Summer Olympics. Yes. And big ups to her. Very proud of her for being mm -hmm. able to stand up for mental health. I think she's going to be a huge advocate for mental health in the future. So following all the controversy, mm -hmm. it was great to see the other girls step up mm -hmm. and... I know Suni Lee won all around gold, which was amazing. Yeah. I know another few of the girls won some other medals. Mm -hmm. And then Simone actually came back for the balance beam last night. She did. And won the bronze, which she was did. which was awesome. <laughs> which That's was great. amazing. It was great for her. Yeah. I, I would love to see her kind of overcome that, mm -hmm. triumph through it, and really show the world that, hey, even though you have these issues, mm -hmm. I can still push through and I'm gonna do this. Exactly, which yeah. is essentially what sports is you kind of have to yeah. it's a mental and physical the yeah. connection between the two exactly yeah so for her to be able to persevere and push through is yeah. really just an amazing feat for her for yeah. the country of the usa um gold medal bronze whatever it is we're still very proud of what very she proud did. of what she mm -hmm. did very proud of the whole team gym, women's gymnastics team they did an amazing mm -hmm. job and it was really sad to see the other side of the spectrum too where mm -hmm. a lot of people in the sports world we're really against her so quote unquote quitting yeah. from the Olympic Games. And it yeah. was really tough to see, you know, a lot of the athletes come out and 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 show their it was it's good to see a lot of athletes come out and show their support, but yeah. it was really hard to read a lot of the criticism she was getting too. Yeah. I, which was tough. That's where I kind yeah. of drew the line and I was like, who is one person to criticize, especially if you're not an expert in sporting or you've never sure. been um, a sports player yourself. Well, I think you have to be in her position exactly. in her sport to understand mm -hmm. kind of what she was going through at the time mentally. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people were totally against her, you know, stating that she took a spot away from another person. Mm -hmm. um, if you're so on quote unquote, the, the greatest of all time in your as a gymnast, yeah. you should never quit. Quitting is not in your DNA. Yeah. You know, we're taught as athletes that quitting is never an option, mm -hmm. but then she quit. Yeah. But I think those people fail to realize that mm -hmm. the reason she quit was not in her control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now that you're bringing this up as well, I right before um, filming this podcast, I was reading that her coach, the coach for the U.S. women's um, gymnastics mm -hmm. team, a 20 something time Olympic medal winner yeah. um, stated that she's very proud of Simone sure. for the sense that she was able to speak out and acknowledge that when she needed to step back yeah. 
um, she she was very proud of her. Yeah. Because when she said that when she was competing, it was too late for her. And at when she would she felt that she would have to stay silent until yeah. until she was physically hurt sure. to have to step sure. back. Sure. So she said that she would push herself to the ultimate limit even yeah. though she wasn't doing well. Yeah. So she said that that was kind of detrimental to sure. herself. So I'm not sure if that was even a driving moment for her yeah. to just shoot yeah. and win all these medals. Well, I think well. what happened with Simone and and mm -hmm. again, she was mouthing and you could see it on her face that mm -hmm. I think she was just literally worried that she was going to hurt yeah. herself. Yeah. She was hurt. She I think the difficulty of I think they have to submit what they're going to do prior to mm -hmm. them doing it, mm -hmm. right? So the judges know what they're going to do, the announcers know what they're going to do, their teammates know what Yeah. like, you know, flip or whatever they do is call I don't know the names of them but yeah. whatever she's going to do um and they're scoring her based off of that right yeah so the level of difficulty of her um stunts or whatever Routines. she routine yeah. is to the point where she was physically or she was mentally scared to yeah. hurt herself physically mm -hmm. if she wasn't all there to compete mm -hmm. and I think that's what drove her to kind of say okay I don't think this is the right thing to do right now yeah exactly yeah. and as you were mentioning earlier too you know when you're younger you you're a lot more fearless you don't care because if you think back in your life even like in young teenagers mm -hmm. you notice that they do way more reckless things yeah and even now myself as an adult I'm scared to do certain yeah. physical activities <laughs> that I did when I was really young. yeah for sure I was like so down to jump yeah. off of a cliff into water like no matter how high but now yeah. I look at heights and I'm like oh hell no <laughs> I mean I gave up a lot of recreational sports yeah. after you know high school and college uh -huh. that I used to play and uh -huh. I don't do them anymore because I'm worried I'm gonna hurt myself <laughs> If I hurt myself, let's say my hands, oh, that, no. my career is in jeopardy. And there goes <laughs> my fab food for my family, food for my daughter. You know what I mean? That's what I have to think about. I know. I mean, although there's insurance and everything, yeah. it's not the same. Like, I you mean, but be still, it, it could definitely change your life. I, yeah. I have a friend who was in chiropractic school with me mm -hmm. who during we used to have like um, leagues against other. So our term, we used to call them terms like term one, uh -huh. two, three, all the way to like 10. Uh -huh. um, we used to compete against each other in like volleyball or soccer or basketball, <laughs> things like that. And we were playing a game once mm -hmm. and the ball hit his thumb, right? Very mm -hmm. simple, mm -hmm. like barely, you know, just, just going up for a rebound, ball hit his thumb. Mm -hmm. And he suffered a fracture of one of his, the bones of his hand. Wow. And now he cannot practice. He graduated, got his chiropractic degree, and he can't practice because of that injury. Are you serious? I swear to God. This is this a true story? <laughs> true story. So ever so, since that day, I was very careful of what I'm doing. So what does he do now? I mean, just sidetracking. I mean, but... I don't want to, you know, give up his personal information. No, but no. Yeah, he, he obviously changed careers and okay. he does something else now. But that is crazy. It was a crazy thing that happened to him. Uh -huh. And it was it was hard to see him go through it because mm -hmm. he's a good dude. He's very hardworking, mm -hmm. you know, studied really hard and just yeah. the simplest injury. Wow. changed his career path it's very very true because yeah. i mean you think about these professional athletes like you said like kobe and mm -hmm. lebron mm -hmm. they will you know push themselves to their limit get yeah. these injuries sure. and still want to get back yeah. on onto yeah. the you know onto the um, floor immediately exactly yeah it's crazy but the the difference between them like we said is is like basketball players football players mm -hmm. let's say tom brady for instance right mm -hmm. tom brady could throw an interception yeah he can come back the next play and throw a touchdown mm -hmm. right so there's room for error in mm -hmm. the entire game that they play. Mm -hmm. But these gymnasts and these, you know, track and field, they only got one shot. And on one top shot. Of, on top of that, it's once every four years. Yeah. Once every four years mm -hmm. and they have one shot. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the pressure they're under. <laughs> it's not like they have a game every two days. It's not like, oh, I messed up on this one. I can make it up on the next one. Yeah. Some of them are individual events. Like you yeah, only exactly. are doing this. Mm-hmm. It's only you. Only doing you this. doing this. Nobody um, else to help you. Nothing. If that's you crazy. if you don't land or take a step out of bounds or something, like you're that's it. done. <laughs> that's the pressure they're I under. I couldn't imagine having to carry my whole country no. on my that's back. That's crazy. Hell no. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the pressure they're under. That, yeah. That's insane. That is. It's yeah. very, very... I mean, like, they have sponsorships to yeah, yeah. They have all these contracts that they have to meet. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't perform well, mm-hmm. then that's essentially, like, that's your bag going out, of, out of the door. Yeah, that's your it's, career. It, it Especially is. Especially for is. these gymnasts where, I mean, after the Olympics, I know there's mm-hmm. things like gymnastics for college, but I don't mm-hmm. think there's, mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of the gymnasts don't do gymnastics anymore because they yeah. can't there's no other place to go after mm-hmm. the olympics the olympics yeah. is their world series is their mm-hmm. nba finals so they their have Super Bowl. to do nothing but well you know they have to i mean they're there to do well <laughs> i mean then then you come home and then yeah. you secure these sponsorships exactly hold you for a lifetime that's crazy exactly it is it is crazy their yeah. careers lie on how well they do on the olympics sometimes yeah, yeah. and then you know, some of them don't do well and they just end up in regular career jobs. And it's just, that's the way things are. So there's a lot of pressure for them to do well. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and not to mention they train their entire lives for this mm-hmm. one moment. Think about um, the pressure. That's a lot of pressure. So that's, yeah. God bless you, Simone. I really hope you're, you're doing well. You get well. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, congratulations to you and the USA you Women's the team Gymnastic is, yep. Team. Congratulations, guys. Good job. <laughs> you guys have been killing it. <laughs> I think the gymnastics are, it's over now, right? I think the girls are already going home. I think they're done. Yeah. yeah, the girls. I think the men too. I'm not sure how well the I don't think the men did very well this year. It only lasts like two, two, two weeks, huh? Like what? The whole Olympics? No, I think it goes until August. I don't know, but it's like heavy on um, track and field right now. I know a lot of the main events already happened. Um, we already have a new like fastest the... man in the world. Wait, who's who that? Is a guy from Italy. Born in the U.S. Really? He's a U.S. citizen, but plays for Italy mm, or runs okay. for Italy. So he won the 100 meter. Oh, wow. That's yeah, insane. Pretty cool. So he beat out Usain Bolt? Usain Bolt's retired. He's not racing anymore. Oh, but he, yeah. he had the record, right? Usain Bolt is the record holder. Okay. So yeah. is he still the record holder? Or is I believe he's still guy? the record holder. Oh, okay. yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it was cool to see American. I think he was American born, mm-hmm. but his parents somehow are from Italy. So he's representing Italy. Representing Italy. I, we can still Olympics. be proud of him. He's from here. I'm very proud of him. <laughs> yeah, no, it was absolutely. cool. It was cool. I mean, it's a great thing for the Italians too. I don't think I know. Yeah. they've ever had a fastest man in the world in a long time. Oh, I mean, I mean, I guess we can share some world gold medals with other countries. We don't too. want to share gold medals, but <laughs> 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 we have to. We have to. I guess the, the sprinters are. I mean, there's a lot of good sprinters from Jamaica. Uh-huh. Even on the women's side, Jamaicans are uh-huh. really amazing. Uh-huh. I know the Canadians have some good runners. Yeah. The British have some good runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's awesome. It to is. Watch it's the Olympics, very true. I mean. If you think about it, you're also going to have these Naomi Osaka's. Yeah. You know, she was essentially born in Japan, raised here, trained here. Yeah. But then she'll still compete for Japan. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can still be proud of her, too, because it's it's like she learned here in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, they're representing (laughs) their blood. I mean, that's that's, that's what they're doing. That's very true. I would if I had the chance. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm going to, but. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I would. I mean, I'd probably. I think I'd play for Team USA. Yeah. Before anything. Damn. That's. I I mean, I'm kind of torn. I don't know if I'd play for my. You know, my motherland, where my family's from, <laughs> or if I play from the U- for the U.S. Well, like, a lot of a lot know. of times you don't get the opportunity to play for the U.S. because the competition's yeah. so high. It is. So a lot of them there. will go to another country, 
just to like get their foot in the door. Because they have a they have a leg up against. But I'm pretty sure as the fat one of the fastest runners in the world, I don't think you'll have an issue playing for Team USA. I think he just wanted to uh, represent Italy. Get one for the Italias. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Italians, yeah. Have you heard about what's going on with Governor Cuomo? Yes, I have. Isn't that, in, isn't that, that is the craziest insane. shit ever? Insane. Oh, I also heard the um, that Biden has asked him to step yeah, down. Yeah, he did. I think he had a, a speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure when it happened already. Mm-hmm. But he said that if the allegations are true, that he would want Governor Cuomo to step down. Yeah. And yeah. kind of resign from his position. That's crazy. I mean, it's. At this point, it's still an allegation. Yeah. We can't say it's for sure. No, I think I think mm-hmm. they they already said that the sources or the women that are coming mm-hmm. forth are credible sources. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Cuomo had a press conference the other day talking about how it's normal for Italians to mm-hmm. greet in that way. They're very touchy, very kiss kiss when they see people. Mm-hmm. But by no means is that acceptable in the workplace. <laughs> and I saw I saw a, a ton yeah. of TikToks of, of Italians claiming they are not they <laughs> associating them, themselves. They don't, they don't claim Como as an Italian. <laughs> They're like, he's not one of us. <laughs> They're like, this motherfucker is not an Italian. Yeah, they're just so against what he's saying because it just makes him look bad. Yeah, it does. I mean, I can see that. But I mean, like, damn, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a serious accusation. It's a serious it's offense. A serious I mean, it's accusation. very serious. Like, it's it's not mm-hmm. a joke. Like, mm-hmm. he, this man was. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about COVID again, yeah. and we we time we said how long said is it going we to take us? How long is it going to take us to talk about COVID? Minutes. And here we are, right? <laughs> um, so when COVID first happened, mm-hmm. I remember tuning into CNN or CNBC, whatever network we were watching at the time, mm-hmm. and every day he would have a press conference mm-hmm. and just shed light on what's happening, yeah. give an update on what's happening in New mm-hmm. York, um, give us an update on what kind of equipment's needed, how mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves, what to do. Yeah. So he was kind of the with Dr. Fauci, yeah. kind of the face of, he of was, what was going on at the time. Him and his brother were yeah, two his people brother, that we yeah. were like as a nation really looking for to sure. for guidance, for especially. Sure. Um, I I kind of want to say I don't I, I don't know too many of the details of his yeah. um, accusations. Sure. Is this something that happened years ago or like I believe recent? it happened years ago and the uh-huh. accusations are that he would grope like women uh-huh. in the workplace um he was very touchy-feely with them mm-hmm. i think i'm not sure if it was disrespectful or not mm-hmm. or saying disrespectful things or not mm-hmm. but he was very inappropriate with yeah female people and created a very hostile work environment oh, see, for him and his his staff and his staff and that sucks. these women have now come forth mm-hmm. and he's trying to say that it's a normal customary thing for that type of thing happened in public setting. And I know they had a video of him like kissing the president, kissing mm-hmm. the former presidents and like mm-hmm. all people in politics to show that yeah. like this is normal for him, but by no means is it normal for you to do those kinds of things. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. So <laughs> Definitely isn't. it just Honestly. sucks. It sucks that that even happened. Mm-hmm. It sucks that he was such a respectable person that we mm-hmm. would look up to him for advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was almost being considered to run for president at one point yeah, because of his popularity. Mm-hmm. I know his father was in politics. Mm-hmm. His brother is an attorney who's now a, a host for CNN who's mm-hmm. in politics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come from a, a big family of politics and yeah. respect in the country for this to happen is very, very 
unfortunate. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. Actually, yeah, not um, unfortunate. Upsetting is yeah. the better. Unfortunate word. too, yeah. I would say, because yeah. like you know, I actually respected him um, for sure. And to to be hearing this about him, I was like, wow, like this is really who you are. So yeah. it kind of loses that credibility for yeah, him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And respect, I would say. I um, mean, he, he would have press conferences with his daughter sitting next to him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was to that point where he was really bringing the family into the picture. Mm -hmm. I know his brother caught COVID at one time, mm -hmm. um, and he would do shows on CNN yeah. from his basement, yep. giving us updates on how he's feeling. I feel like the Cuomo family was a yep. real good... Um, thing for people to see at the time. Mm -hmm. I know their conversations were hilarious. They yeah. were bringing, you know, shedding light on the situation at one point, mm -hmm. and they were guiding the nation. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are against his brother and him, and you know, mm -hmm. Don Lemon and all those guys on CNN and stuff like that. Yeah, but they were really guiding the nation on mm -hmm. how to handle COVID, mm -hmm. how to approach COVID, how mm -hmm. to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know telling us what the president's doing wrong, what Dr. Fauci's doing right or wrong. Mm -hmm. He was really informing us and, and we trusted him. Yeah. And then yeah. also the other scandal that he had with the um, convalescent homes. Yes. That was crazy too. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? What is going on with you, man? I know. I'm like, hey, I know. All, all the dirt's coming out. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the Democratic Party is is not doing too hot right now. <laughs> And it's just it's just insane to see yeah. that this has happened. Yeah, it is a whole sh show, <laughs> whole shebang, and and especially now, like this Delta strain is coming out, and it's it's <sighs> numbers are rising. Mm -hmm. You know, got you know guidelines and limitations are coming mm -hmm. back slowly. Mm -hmm. You know, we now have to get tested every day, every week for yeah. you know being in the healthcare field if you're mm -hmm. not vaccinated. Like they're stepping the restrictions up again. Yeah, it's and crazy. Like I said last week, who the hell is guiding us on what to do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, and it's, you know, New York is now in a state of yeah. if you're going to be going to an indoor facility or uh, dining indoor, yeah. they're going to require you to um, have proof of vaccination. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to be allowed. In. I was reading uh, Equinox and um, SoulCycle. Yeah are now not letting you go into their gyms mm -hmm. unless you have a vaccine card and wow. prove that you're vaccinated. That's crazy. So a lot of people are coming down hard and mm -hmm. I feel like the nation as a whole has no guidance. Like who the fuck is guiding us That's on what to do? True. Yeah, I feel like we're just like a bunch of children running around yeah. after having your parent is like, do this, don't do that, don't do this. The last thing yeah. you want is for people to rely on social media for exactly. information. But that's where most people get their information yeah. from. Which is... Good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know what information they're getting. And you don't know who yeah. is publishing this information. Who's publishing it, how they perceive uh -huh. it, how they twist it and redo it, mm -hmm. stitch it to, to say something completely different. Misconstrue, Misconstrue it. Yeah. That's what we don't want. We don't it's, want people to get false information. Exactly. It's a huge game of telephone yeah. and opinions. Yes. It's never... Yes. I, I feel like social media, like you said, is that double-edged sword. For sure. It's, oftentimes, it's not factual. It's opinion-based. Sure. So... I just, the best we can do right now is inform people to seek a credible source, you yeah. know, do your yeah. own research. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are against getting, get getting vaccinated. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are in the hospital and it's too late for them to get yeah. vaccinated. I yeah. know one lady, she yeah. had a COVID vaccine station set up at mm -hmm. her son's funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Is it because her son had passed away? Because her COVID? son passed away from COVID, oh, not getting vaccinated. I see, I yeah. See. So I mean, she was trying to get her family, please get vaccinated. This is yeah. a serious thing. I've even heard of 
people in kind of, I would say, a little more conservative states who are, you know, um, with leadership whose guidance is a little more towards not getting vaccinated. Yeah. People uh, are starting to get vaccinated behind their families' backs. Like yeah, keeping hiding it in it. Silence yeah, hiding, hiding it. it. They're hiding it. And I mean... Good for you that you've gotten your vaccine and you, you know, yeah. you want to protect yourself. But it's Amazing. scary that you have to hide it from but your family. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I would right? feel if I would have to hide, hide that from my family. I'd be like, this is my personal health. This is what I choose to it's do. It's crazy. So why, why would I be reprimanded for it? Like, I know. I mean, if anything, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're not in the situation yeah, where people are berating not. us we're for it. We're definitely not. But going back to the Olympics, like it was very weird to see the olympics with no fans i feel yeah. like a lot of the athletes were affected by it too i think so too because yeah. the fans play a big part in a big role uh -huh. in like cheering them on cheering you on yeah. your energy your momentum uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it just wasn't there it was probably so weird for them uh, yeah i'm yeah. sure it was i mean you go to a basketball game and yeah. it's, you have all these cheering fans even yeah. when in the middle of covid when they were all in the bubble with the nba yeah, yeah. they at least had at least had fans. sand yeah, sound <laughs> fake sound, sound right? yeah i mean these athletes i think someone someone brought up a good point uh -huh. um i think it was nasia lucan or one of the announcers uh -huh. um during the event um uh, was stating like they should have had the national trials or the american trials where they had no fans so mm. the athletes can kind of get used to that environment accustomed it kind of yeah like yeah. like have one event where there's no fans so they can kind of mentally prepare what it's going to be like exactly i think it was a big culture shock for them to just go yeah. into an empty stadium <laughs> and have to perform to the best of their ability that, yeah that's crazy i mean yeah. now that you think about it that you, you're yeah. right it does have a huge role in for it sure um because i'm sure it's very you know adrenaline pumping and invigorating yeah, to sure. walk into something yeah. like that where people are cheering you on it for just sure. makes you want to perform i mean and some some of the um uh some of the stadiums and stuff are set up where mm -hmm. there will be a floor routine going on. Uh -huh. There'll be a vault going on. There's this going on. And you're, as you're performing with the crowd, you're not hearing all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. Right. So they have to concentrate while there's other athletes doing it or like mm -hmm. a swimmer who's swimming, you know, a 400 <laughs> meter and next door they're doing diving and yeah. pe you know what i mean it's just weird that there's the no fans where you can hear that yeah. now like whistle blowing now or like the track and field <laughs> like i know it was a big issue because there was such a big echo in the stadium there was oh. tons of false starts wow because in track and field when they shoot mm -hmm. the gun you go but yeah. if they shoot it again you stop because there was a false start or something oh, happened so the echo they'd shoot the echo would make it like there was double shots and oh. some of the athletes would stop mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and some people got disqualified some people got allowed to continue but it was a big deal because there's no fans in the stadium yeah that's true also there was a swimmer i'm not sure if it was he was from spain or italy mm -hmm. that he thought he heard the whistle go so he took that dive he took off yeah and but turns out it was an echo from the stadium yep. so Yep. They had initially disqualified him, but you know, again, you know, people come save him. They were like, yep. "How could you guys?" Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. And then they decided that ultimately to just put him back on because, good, good. Um, again, yeah. the echo, and he misconstrued that as the actual whistle. Sure, so sure. he heard another sound, and you know, I was like, he he probably had like all the nerves going running yeah, through his yeah. blood. And I know was just I was watching excited. one where there was women's track and field, and uh -huh. one of the ladies, um as they took off stops and she was like mm. in one of the middle lanes. So everyone behind her stopped too. Mm -hmm. So oh. literally everyone got messed up because she thought she heard another her, uh, gunshot, Oh, I see. which was an echo. And I think they mm -hmm. allowed her to, to, to repeat yeah, because yeah. There, there was just, you know, a miscommunication. Yeah. I guess she heard 
the echo uh-huh. and so it wasn't really her fault. It's crazy how these little things add up to these greater events. I know it's, it's crazy. It's like a butterfly yeah. effect. It's crazy. <laughs> like the, the, it's crazy. The lack of fans significantly affected the athletes. Yeah, it's crazy. It did. Yeah, it yeah. did. That, I, I mean. Only, only they can know what it feels like. Yeah. We, there's no way we'll ever be able to see well, what that me, feels like. Not you. Uh, no, there's <laughs> not no. Us. We're, a, we're past our prime. Yeah. And B, we're just not Olympic level athletes. So I mean, no. <laughs> I don't never think I could ever touch any. <laughs> never going to happen. Like not even in like badminton or yeah, something. Right? Like the easiest sport. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's not even that easy though. Yes. <laughs> so I'm really eager to, to kind of get more of an insight from Simone on really yeah. what happened. I think yeah. she's been a little bit kind of cautious what she's saying yeah. to the public eye. She has to. Um, maybe she's wants to get back, see her doctors, reevaluate mm-hmm. with her therapist and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then hopefully we'll get a better understanding of kind of yeah. what happened mm-hmm. and get a better insight as to what happened. Yeah. She actually really was yeah. getting help there too, because I yeah. know she had to be it's approved good. by several on several levels. Oh to yeah. To be able to too. compete again. Yeah. yeah so sure. I mean, mentally, she was she was already yeah, receiving the yeah. help she needed. Good for her. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, they're yeah. able to get her right back on track. And who knows? Maybe she needed to take a medication. Maybe. And mm-hmm. the medication, you're not allowed to compete with it. You know, like who knows what mm-hmm. happened at the time. But only she knows. Yeah. Only her trainers know. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad she took a stand mm-hmm. and really handled it professionally, mm-hmm. handled it like a world-class athlete would. Absolutely. And I feel like her career is now going to continue. Mm-hmm. And she can be a great advocate for mental health. So I really think, Mm -hmm. I really hope she uses this platform to take it to the next level Mm -hmm. and brings awareness to not just mental health in sports, but mental health all across across the the board. That's very true. Very, very true. You know what I was thinking? Um, How her aunt did pass away um, suddenly uh, and unexpectedly. I don't know. And this is just me theorizing that I have a theory that maybe her aunt may have been sick maybe and before she went very true and you know possibly passed unexpectedly from that sickness maybe it wasn't you know supposed to happen true i mean a lot of which is what may have you know threw her off balance yeah a lot of a lot of people might not have close aunts and uncles but some people are raised by their aunts and uncles some people live with them some Mm -hmm. people are around them all the time and it's they become a second parent to you exactly and when they're ill or something's wrong and you're in another Mm -hmm. country like Mm -hmm. who knows how that affected her exactly not having her family there might have affected her not having all the her support system there can definitely affect her yeah um i know that would affect me if Mm -hmm. i was in another country and i was having issues with you know, anxiety or whatever is going on yeah. and my support system's not there, Yeah, that would heavily affect me big time. Absolutely. I mean, to go from, a, you know, being here and training mm-hmm. and having that with sure, you sure. to being completely stripped of that. Exactly. That is exactly. a huge, who knows? Huge who difference. knows if just a hug to one of her parents yeah. or a hug from, you know, a family mm-hmm. member or a cousin would have probably made a world of a difference yeah, for her. She, but she didn't know, have that support. She could yeah. have also, I mean... So, you know how they say like they have these routines where they're like, sure. oh, you know, I touch my cap before every game. I wear sure, this shirt sure. or I wear this color. Yep. You know, I don't know. But some she may have had like, a, oh, you know, I have to have my family. I have to hug my yep. mom, my yep. dad. Da, 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 Athletes are superstitious. It's very superstitious. Yeah, very yeah superstitious. they are. I remember as an mm-hmm. athlete, my my dad would never miss a game. Exactly. God bless him. No matter <laughs> what it was, he would always be there. Uh-huh. I remember before the start of every game, I'd look over, look at my dad, give You're him a little nod. <laughs> good to go. Let's go. If he wasn't there. I was nervous. The game was not the game was not the same. Yeah, the game was not the same. Exactly, it was different. Yeah. So yeah, these things have a huge toll on these athletes. Yeah, big time. You know, but they did their best. They did their best, and we're super proud. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. 
So Eileen, you went to the Dodger game yesterday. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> How was it with like the COVID thing going on? Was it any different than the last time you went? Um, yes. The last time I had gone to a Dodger game um, was before everything was like the mandates mm-hmm. were lifted. Um, and this is when you had to sit in like a COVID specific section. Yeah, I sat Do they specifically. Do they still have in, that anymore? No, they don't. Okay. I sat in a specific vaccine area where everyone was checked for their mm-hmm. vaccine mm-hmm. Uh, cards to make sure that they had them. Yeah. So we were able to sit there unmasked. However, mm-hmm. you know, me still being me, I still yeah, wear my mask. Yeah, for sure. Um, even at, And even so at this game, I still was wearing my mask. Yeah. However, not a lot of people were. Yeah. Um, but what I did notice is that they like blew it up on the whole Megatron, whatever, yeah. on the screen, is that they were having a vaccine clinic right at there the at, the game? Game, oh, at the game at the game dude that's crazy <laughs> that is crazy which right? is great because they yeah. have a, a massive amount of people just sitting there massive amount of people did, so i wonder whether people did you get to see if people were actually going i didn't get to see yeah. if they were going but i Man, thought that I was amazing that out yeah. i'm like you're just making it more convenient so if you really yeah. don't i was like it's really on you you know i so, mean dang that's that's cr- crazy that we have to get to that point where yeah. they have to bait people in exactly you remember when you'd go to a dodger game and you get a free hat for signing up for a credit card <laughs> i wonder if they were giving away f- something free for getting a vaccine they didn't mention that yeah. but they probably they probably were been, giving yeah. away stuff i mean the dodgers always have like incentives to promo go to their nights games. And stuff, yeah, yeah promo nights and stuff yeah. so i'm sure they were doing something to like get people to go in and at least uh, but that's crazy was the vibe normal though were people just like oh my like, gosh chilling? let yeah. me tell you they were playing the astros last night oh shit as the trash as, can yes, scandal. The trash, <laughs> that's the best part of the night. I um, watched the game, by the way. I'm just acting. <laughs> it was like a good game. It was a really good game, but it was one of the funniest, funnest yeah, games I've ever been yeah. to. As soon as I stepped foot into that stadium, yeah. all I hear is a chanting, like by everyone, yeah. cheaters, cheaters. <laughs> and I, mean, I was like, hold on, let me join get. in on this. <laughs> that's what they get. They cheated and yes, they don't they deserve mm-hmm. any uh, anything less than that for a while. You know what I just remembered? We also have fans in Houston. <laughs> I know, but it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry your yeah. team cheated, but yeah. don't cheat. I mean, they and don't we, represent you guys. We love our fans in Houston, but we don't like cheaters. We don't. We don't. Especially yeah. when, you know, you have a this A World team. Series is on the line. Yeah, a World Series is on the line and we were robbed of Robbed. It. Yes. Robbed. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, they, you know how they have like inflatable beach balls that you throw yeah. around around baseball games? <laughs> they, they were done. I, I saw on TV. <laughs> I actually got a hold of that inflatable trash can That's and took amazing. a picture with it. That's amazing. I remember yeah. during preseason, people yeah. already started and they uh-huh. were getting kicked out of the stadium for bringing signs and yep. trash cans yep. and shit like that. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I love to see the interaction now on uh-huh. like TikTok and stuff, uh-huh. like during like you know, before the inning starts, they're mm-hmm. just doing their warm-up throws and stuff, and people are interacting with the players oh now. Oh, my gosh. I feel like players are a lot more chill with the crowd now mm-hmm. that they're back. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the funniest thing because yeah. any move that any player from the Astros made, they oh, were man. just getting chaos. hate chaos. from the whole stadium. <laughs> it was amazing. just the funniest thing ever, that's like I said. That's great to see. I love it. I love it. That's the competitive spirit of sports, <laughs> Absolutely, too. Absolutely, like, That's awesome. Is. And honestly, one dude was wearing like an orange hat, and yeah. then he was walking by, and everybody oh, just geez. booed him. <laughs> you got to be careful when you go to the stadium. Yeah. I would not... <laughs> PSA, <laughs> if you're going to a Dodger game at Dodger Stadium, do not wear another team's colors. Don't, please. you will, I don't want to, you'll get picked on. You Let's, will. You'll get yes. bullied. Yes, yes. Yeah. Another, another guy was beating. wearing, yeah, he was wearing some Giants shirt and everybody's like, he doesn't even go here. Like the Giants aren't even playing. <laughs> the amount of fights that happen at Dodger Stadium. Oh my gosh. We, we every game is insane. Water being thrown yeah. 
across the whole stadium I so swear. there was a huge water fight and people were oh throwing food God. people were going ham and i was like what is going on it was a fight and i was like Great. tons of fights tons of fights i mean every i don't think i've ever been to a dodger game where it just went smooth never the last time i went it was smooth i don't think i've ever been to one where it's smooth <laughs> <laughs> and i've sat in the i've sat in every part of dodger stadium <laughs> I, I almost, think, yeah, I, ever since I moved to, I, I haven't been going as much uh -huh. because it's really difficult, like after work to get down to LA like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, it got, it got to the point where it was like, dang, it's dangerous to go to Dodger Stadium. I think now. the higher levels you have, the higher yeah. level, the higher yeah. you sit up, the rider yeah. it gets. I fucking love the fans though, man. <laughs> Honestly, the Dodger fans are something They're so else. fucking cool. I've been to a Dodger and yeah. sorry, an Angels game. Oh, Angels sucks. it's so boring. Yeah, it's so I'm boring. Like, this is, it's just like an ex asleep. it's an extension of Disneyland at, at Angel Stadium. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's and not I'm just that like, fun. this is this yeah. isn't it. Like, it's boring. No way, it's nothing. just people are just like there to be there doing nothing at Dodgers games. Everyone's just there to Everyone's get drunk alive. and run amuck. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is. I love going to them. I cannot. I think I'm gonna be going to another one right? in a couple weeks. I want to check out a Raider game. I heard Raider <gasps> games are crazy too. I heard those are what. Yeah. That's Kim. Yeah, we'll ask Kim. Yeah, Raider, Raider games, fan. Dodger games. <laughs> crazy so yeah if you got vaccinated at a dodger game that'd be cool actually I like know. to say you got vaccinated at the dodger game when they played the astros when they played the astros <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. that's a lifetime memory that you'll it never, is. It you'll is. never it lose is. yeah where did we get vaccinated? the fairplex the pomona fairplex that's cool but too. this was back what back in february march i'm waiting for my booster <laughs> i don't know if they're gonna come out with a booster or yeah not, but we'll see if they do i want it because i'm yeah. like this stuff may start wearing off and <laughs> well i mean you, you could still catch covid uh -huh, yeah. they, they admit now you still catch covid yeah. but the symptoms are just not as worse you're not mm -hmm. going to die when you catch it no, no that's no. the whole point i'll be grateful to yeah. um at least not have a symptom yeah if you get vaccine, sick you know? if you if you catch it and you get sick per, whatever chances but, of you living yeah the chance yeah heart. i mean it's just Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, again, I, that's just like yeah. I said. I took it's a it because, personal choice. I, I, again, yeah. I took it because that's not a a chance I'm willing to take. Yeah, you know, getting sick and either you know, for sure, getting worse from that, or yeah. you know, yeah. just not ha or being asymptomatic. Again, sure. I'd sure. rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I want to just keep my family safe too. Mm -hmm. um, but as a physician and someone who's around a lot of people, I kind of wanted to be a, you know advocate or representative mm -hmm. of, of, okay, I'm going to do this to keep you guys safe. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I felt the need to get it to, so my patients feel comfortable when they come exactly. in. Even I'll put myself on the line for them to feel comfortable coming mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. and things can continue to run smoothly. And exactly. that's a personal choice. You know, it you is. don't want to get it a is. vaccine. Don't. It's highly encouraged to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but do your research. Yeah. And do what's if, best for you and your family. If you don't, I mean, at least just yeah. wear a mask, you know, yeah. protect yourself, protect your family. Wear a mask. A lot of yeah. people are calling. Do we still have to wear masks? Yes, you still have to wear masks. And if you don't feel comfortable coming here because you have to wear a mask, there's tons of chiropractic offices in the world. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> I, I, not, not to refuse service to anyone. No. We want everyone to come in. But if some people... Don't feel comfortable wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? We have to have our rules and regulations in place. There, these policies are there for a reason. Yeah. Um, again, if and if you're not comfortable, mm -hmm. I mean, it's literally like 30, 45 yeah. minutes that yeah. you're here. I don't. And think I'm it's not that comfortable treating patients without a mm -hmm. mask right now. Because don't get us wrong, we hate wearing masks yeah. too. I, I don't hate, like I it. Hate it. Shit, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I hate wearing a mask. I can't mm -hmm. fucking breathe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm literally talking all day. Mm -hmm. My job is very physical, mm -hmm. so I'm breathing through a mask literally all day. Exactly. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask, mm -hmm. but I'm doing it to protect the community. Exactly. So yeah. we're doing it as a greater yeah. good. Um, 
than just being stubborn. Yeah, we're not doing it because mm-hmm. we want to. We're doing yeah. it because it's the right thing to do right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and you, you see a lot of chiropractors on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. right now um, doing great things. Yeah. I love to see chiropractors succeed. I love to see their pages grow, their business mm-hmm. grow, their technique gets better. Mm-hmm. Me, as well as other chiropractors on social media are kind of putting chiropractic on the map. There's tons mm-hmm. of chiropractors on YouTube already mm-hmm. that have been doing it for a while, but I feel like now that TikTok is kicked up, Instagram is kicked up, it's in your hands. Mm-hmm. There's what you need is in front of your face. It's just a matter of scheduling and going getting it done. Exactly. And it's great to see that we're advocates for the for the field, mm-hmm. bringing the field to people's homes, giving them an inside look at the chiropractic visit. But we want to do it in a safe manner. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you'll see a lot of chiropractors not wearing masks and patients not wearing masks, Mm -hmm. depending on where the what city they're in and what county they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want people to take that the wrong way when they come here and we're still wearing masks because Mm -hmm. our city and our you know area we're still required to wear masks Mm -hmm. in a healthcare setting Mm -hmm. and even our staff need to be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test yeah. every week. So, so we that's even, where we are now. We hold ourselves very accountable. Of course, yes. On the day in, day out. Yes. So We're taking no chance, no risk. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then now that you said, you know, I, thinking back, you know, in the growth of us and our social media, yeah. I just get very excited and very happy that the Cairo world is finally being shed light on yeah um awesome because prior to us even us doing our social Mm -hmm. media people didn't really know what cairo was no no it's amazing to see it's amazing yeah it's 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 really grown into this industry that people are kind of infatuated with yeah and want more of yeah it's cool it's not just cool to watch it Mm -hmm. really helps people and yeah and there's Mm -hmm. so many people still out there that are against it Mm -hmm. that say oh it doesn't work it's bullshit it's this Mm -hmm. that but it's not until you have a life-altering adjustment or a life-altering visit Mm -hmm. that everyone gets every day they come here Mm -hmm. or to another chiropractor's office Mm -hmm. that shit works and i wouldn't do it if it didn't exactly i'm a no bullshit kind of guy so if it doesn't work i'm not going to do it Mm -hmm. and this it's helping people yeah it it changes lives it makes people's lives better Mm -hmm. and it's a great thing to see that it's becoming a little bit more popular and more Mm -hmm. available to people yeah, even to the sense where like, you know, some people and and like you said, you're not you're no BS type of guy. Mm-hmm. We have patients who have come in here and said, "I've seen every other type of doctor. Mm-hmm. The only thing they've recommended for me is surgery." Yeah. And again, I'm not saying this to just like be bullshitting you guys. Yeah. But chiropractic has helped patients who've come in here and said that, mm-hmm. and they no longer need surgery. They no longer need They'll surgery. They'll go back to their no. ortho and yeah. their ortho will be like, "Oh, Shit. you know what? You don't need surgery anymore." Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so if you can come in and visit a a Cairo for Mm -hmm. two, three, four, Mm -hmm. however many visits it takes to -hmm. get you better, I would rather do that than go under the knife. Of course. Mm -hmm. And and the problem I think that the big battle where I think we're having with the medical field too, and Mm -hmm. this is a big controversial issue, Mm -hmm. um, is chiropractic is helping patients. Mm -hmm. It's a lot cheaper for insurances to cover. Mm -hmm. And it's taking patients away from a a surgeon, basically, Mm -hmm. right? So there's the conflicting aspect of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, we're all here to help people. And chiropractic is worth a shot if you're Mm -hmm. someone who's been in pain for a long time, Mm -hmm. hasn't found a solution for it. Give a local chiropractor a shot Mm -hmm. and see if they can help you. If they can't, then you can move on. But a lot of people 
get to the point where chiropractic can no longer help their condition, it mm-hmm. becomes more of a pain management. Mm-hmm. I much rather you come see me Sooner. once a week, once every few weeks, than have to pop Advil or you know ibu- yeah. a type of ibuprofen or an Aleve or you know opioids mm-hmm. to relieve some pain when you could just come in for a simple visit and we can mm-hmm. kind of give you the same effects it's yeah. not going to be life lo- lifelong or fix mm-hmm. you forever that's the problem people think it's going to fix them forever one visit and yeah one visit's not going to fix you forever is it's a long years you know 30 years of your life Mm-hmm. where you've done things to cause stress to your spine, mm-hmm. one adjustment's not going to make mm-hmm. you brand new again. Mm-hmm. The spine ages, the body ages. It doesn't work that way. We can't mm-hmm. revert it back to a healthy mm-hmm. spine when you're 18 again. Yeah. But we can help you get through your days. It's more of a pain management type of issue mm-hmm. for some people. And some people we adjust once a year and they're perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, some, it's, it's a great it, thing. Yeah. It's very true. Like you said, some I, I explain it to people kind of like a, your body's your your vehicle. Yep. You know, you take your car to get it maintained. You don't ex- expect to buy a car and never service exactly. it. Your body yeah. gets used on the daily. Exactly. So you need to maintain that and take care of yourself. And let me tell you, when, you, when I say self-care is it, self-care is yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we are the oil change of yeah. the car. <laughs> If you don't Would get you your oil change, oil change? Huh? I wouldn't say an express oil Not change. Express We're oil synthetic change. oil change. We are a, well, my practice is uh-huh. the Mercedes Benz <laughs> once a year service uh-huh. A, where you get your brakes checked, you get new oil. <laughs> new, you get your transmission yeah, you fluid you get fluid transmission fluid. You get the whole overhaul. <laughs> yeah. That's my office. Yeah. And if you get to the point where you haven't put oil in your car, you haven't changed your transmission yeah. fluid, mm-hmm. you know, you just let your car go mm-hmm. and you need a new engine, that's surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, the equivalent. To the extent where you get, let it, you let your pain go on that exactly. far, like where you neglect it and neglect yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to take more yeah. effort and yeah. more. I have patients mm-hmm. who come in with you know, six, seven millimeter herniated discs, you know, spondylolisthesis, meaning the spine is shifted, Mm -hmm. a lot of of arthritis. I mean, tons and tons of years of of tension and stress to the spine. They come to me and like, okay, I don't feel better. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. I think that's the misconception that people get. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're here to educate. We're here to provide therapy and treatment. Mm -hmm. For those patients, it's more of a pain management more than I'm going to fix you. Yeah. If I get a younger person who does a desk job, it's more about education. Hey, Mm -hmm. this is what you're doing to cause your issues. I'm going to help you fix it here. But you also have to do homework outside of the office. You have to do Mm -hmm. your exercise. You have to do your stretching. You have to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. You have to be mindful of your posture and your bad habits at work, during the day, how you're sleeping. There's tons of things that go into a visit to my office. It's Mm -hmm. not just a cracking. I know you see cracking online, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to it that people don't understand. That's really the beauty of it all. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, those are my hidden gems, my secrets. Um, We get tons of people asking, Hey, can I get exercises? But they don't understand. I can't give medical advice without evaluating you first. So it's very (laughs) tough to be on social media as a doctor. It is. um, is. Because people not want free advice or free care. They're just looking for any type of you yeah, know, somebody relief, to help, help them. Pain. Yeah. But sometimes I can't help them. I get a lot of um, patients or a lot of people who mess DM me. Hey, I've been suffering from so and so and so and so. And I look at their profile and they're maybe like 15, 14, 15 in high school. I can't yeah. answer those questions to a minor you well, know yeah, I mean? without minor. their parents' consent. Exactly. So I have to, I hate to have to ignore them, but I can't answer the question. I don't know mm-hmm. how else to 
you know, address the issue. You know, sometimes I'll reply, hey, thanks for the question, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I need your parents' consent to Mm -hmm. be able to answer this question for Mm -hmm. you, blah, blah, blah. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy uh, being on social media. (laughs) It's the legalities of it. And we hit 3 million on TikTok. We did. We hit 3 million followers on TikTok. I was super excited. I remember when we were just getting started and we were yeah. like at 100 followers. We were at 100 followers. We were over here like, we got 100 We followers. got 100 people following our page. <laughs> that is cracking 100 out, people thinking we're cool. Cracking out videos <laughs> without any experience and it was fun to do. But Oh my gosh. I had the best day on Monday when mm-hmm. Diane brought Aww. the cupcakes. She surprised me with the 3M cupcakes. Yes, she did. That was awesome. I had such a good day celebrating mm-hmm. that, taking pictures and posting it. And she is the so best, grateful, honestly. Yeah. She brought some really good cupcakes. She did. I love her so much. She's so Aww. supportive. I can't do it without her. She's yeah, my biggest absolutely. support. And whenever she's I get cute. criticism and stuff online, she could see that it bothers me and she's just <laughs> always there to help me get through it. So Aww. I love you, Diane. Thank you for all the support. Perfect. And thank you to all the fans, for everyone who's following us mm-hmm. and pays attention to our you know, pages, our podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you for all the love and support. We appreciate it. We will continue to deliver amazing content for you guys' entertainment. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys don't know, Eileen is the one behind the camera yeah. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people are like, can we do recording? And I'm like, oh, man, Eileen's not here today. I can't record without you because I, I need it to be the same quality every time. I know. It's just I was yeah. thinking about it, too. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if like one of the girls is starts recording. It just but won't be the same. It's it not just because won't. it's it's just like, you know, we have our routine yeah, down. We yeah. know what to do. Sometimes, it's like, and the girls yeah, don't do it, you know. Yeah. So It's like it's yeah. like a a. a, a a pl- teamwork yeah ever. like a thing we got going where you i do this you do this and we just kind of flow and gel mm-hmm. and the camera quality and the 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 angles and everything i mm-hmm. i'm so picky that i need everything to be the same <laughs> i think consistency is key when it comes to social yeah, media so and that's too. where it, it's such a big yeah big part. it's crazy like how the growth that we've had because mm-hmm. you know like i said when we started this there wasn't many like huge kairos on social no, media. they were on youtube on youtube like, yeah full on videos yeah but not like social medias to the extent where nowadays attention spans are short yeah, yeah so we need something that would catch exactly. attention it, it was like tiktok mm-hmm. started it all with mm-hmm. like the 15 to 30 mm-hmm. second clip mm-hmm. right yeah. that's where it all was and we were mm-hmm. doing full videos and we were thinking how could we just get the, the 15 to 30 second clip and mm-hmm. We just started posting, you uh-huh. know, just the back, just the neck, just the Y strap. Mm-hmm. And it started to to just take, up, take off. off. And I think the Y strap was the novelty of it. Oh, yeah. Because that is something that people, <laughs> I, I would say, are still like, hmm, question, questionable. But what yeah. they don't know is that that's the safest method for an adjustment that to your neck. That is one of the best, <laughs> not only safest, uh-huh. it's the best feeling in the world yes <laughs> <laughs> and you girls, can see it in people's reactions yes our i mean i honestly wish we couldn't like we would have no masks but again safety yeah but when we first started this there were no masks yeah, yeah. the few I mean, videos we got <laughs> yeah the few videos sorry sorry to interrupt you uh-huh. but i remember when we first started doing the y strap uh-huh. or i first started adjusting with the y strap yeah i would have patients take a deep breath in and deep breath out yeah and they would literally blow directly in my face <laughs> right yeah so even back then i was thinking man how can i avoid like getting blown on every time uh-huh. and covid hit and i totally <laughs> forgot about it but now that we're talking about it it used to be yeah something i would think about it's and so- trying to figure out how can i get around yeah 
the patient's blowing on me. A, t- a pandemic answered your question. It yeah. was just like slap a mask on. Slap a mask on. <laughs> and then also sometimes I'll have a patient breathe out through their nose instead yeah. of their mouth, which yeah. also helps too. So. That's true. But yeah. I mean, like just the reactions of it all, like you can't see this under a mask, no. but under their mask, these sometimes when we, even when yeah. we're not recording, patients yeah. are like, did this just happen? Yeah, like, is yeah. my head still on? Exactly. But they're like, but it feels so it's good. So good yeah. yeah, like the yeah. lady today, she was like, oh my God. Oh my, she's like, it was definitely worth my one hour drive. And I was just like, yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah. And I get a lot of questions like, why do you laugh all the time? Why are chiropractors so awkward and laugh every time they adjust somebody? It's funny. They don't understand like the context that, Mm-hmm. Or the dialogue that me and the patient had prior, like mm-hmm. they're nervous, yeah. they're anxious, <laughs> uh-huh. the reaction they have when the camera's not on. Like it's it's a fun environment when it we're is. adjusting. And <laughs> when I adjust a person and they're like in sh- utter shock yeah. because it's out of their personality to yeah. just be silent like that. <laughs> it's it's funny to me yeah. because I love delivering that to people uh-huh. and that's I just can't help but like be... I mean, what do they want me to do? Just be silent, like and in, silent kill. What's so, what's funny also is that people expect like when they come in for it to be like a very serious, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like I'm gonna go see my medical doctor, like yeah, a primary. Yeah. But no, we're actually a very fun office. We like, try we to keep, keep it light. happy yeah. and light. We and try to. Keep, so we'll, yeah. we'll be in there cracking jokes. Patient yeah. will be laughing. <laughs> They'll get their adjustment, and yeah. they're just like, "Well, this is a way better experience than I expected." Yeah, like, I, I would yeah. hope. I would hope. Yeah, I would I'm hope. Like, yeah. We're in just any office. Yeah. We're a boring office. <laughs> hey, we're the we're the coolest <laughs> office in the world. Not to say other these jobs aren't cool, but I know, right? What is it like that Mean Girls girl? She's like, "I'm not just any mom. I'm a cool mom. We're not just any office. We're a cool office. We're a cool office, and not only a cool office." but we give some damn good service and get yeah. good treatment. And then the patients honestly really just make it sometimes. Like yeah. when you guys come in here with your smiles and your happy yeah. attitudes, like yeah. it just makes our day. It yeah. makes everything so flow so much easier. We, and we get just to want meet, to reciprocate Yeah, that we get to, to meet guys. a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. And we it's really awesome. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get to hear a lot of good stories, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people's therapists, we're yeah. sometimes the only time they get to talk to somebody during exactly. the day. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we are those people. We have patients where we see 30 times in, you know, three, four months for injuries and things I like know. that. The so. girls become really close to the patients. To yeah. The point where they they're do. coming, they're like, how's your mother doing? How's your dog, yeah, uh, yeah. Your dog doing? You know, we pay attention yeah, to you guys sure. and we value that you guys yeah. come in for treatment. And a lot of patients mm-hmm. come in at the beginning and they're just really close and, mm-hmm. you know, not talking and unhappy and a lot of pain and by the end of their treatment they're bubbly and laughing and having Mm -hmm. a good time they know everybody by name and it's just it's just cool to see that their whole personality changes it it is as they start to feel better from the treatment and And their trust too their trust grows yeah so you start meeting these really cool amazing people and yeah you know thank you for being fans (laughs) yeah for sure i mean we meet people from all different scopes of of work Mm -hmm. and and life life and you know age groups and you know you gain a lot of wisdom from these people Mm -hmm. and you learn you get a lot of connections too like that's very true i need this done i have this person you know Mm -hmm. you start to network and Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool too it is really really cool yeah so we appreciate everybody coming in absolutely (laughs) so this has been an awesome episode great Mm -hmm. combo Mm -hmm. i think we covered a lot of good topics a lot of awesome topics so thank you guys for tuning in again Uh, Mm -hmm. you can find me on all social media at king of cracks Mm -hmm. And you can find me at Eileen.bts. And remember, we are also on YouTube for you to watch the videos if you'd like. Yep, YouTube, what are we, Spotify, Pandora. Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Pandora. So check us out, thekingofcracks.com slash talking crack. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.
And we're out. Out skis. Woo! That's a wrap. <laughs>